Welcome to Canada's podcast, the number one podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. Hello and welcome to Calgary's podcast on Canada's podcast network. I'm your host, Mario Tonaguzzi. Joining me today is Rob Townsend, who is the founder and CEO of Camber, a fintech and wealth management company in Calgary. Thanks for joining us today, Rob. Mario, thank you for having me. Okay, let's start off by just asking you, what is Camber? What do you guys do? Camber is an independent financial advisor, and we really have the goal of helping people be lower their fees when it comes to investment management, increase the probability of their investment strategies, and help them make data-driven decisions with their life savings. Hey, when did you guys start? We launched our firm in November, or sorry, March 2019. Okay, then. And can you give me a little bit of the background of, uh, you know, uh, why you decided to launch this uh, company? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm kind of I'm sitting in our our boardroom, which is kind of paints a picture of why this firm exists and our boardroom, which can't see too much right now, but it really looks much more like a living room. And we did that purposely because at the other firms that I've been at, our client meeting rooms were always very traditional, you know, big oak boardrooms um, and kind of an intimidating feel. And I don't think that was done on purpose, but I think it just shows that the industry really hasn't thought that much about the client experience. And when you're meeting with people as a financial advisor, you're talking to them about, you know, their fears and their dreams and what do they want to do with their life and how much do you want to leave to your children? And, and these are big questions and they need to be in an environment where it invokes that kind of uh, ability to have those conversations, to be vulnerable. And also, I think as financial advisors, we're all guilty of talking very uh, jargon heavy and people need to be able to you know, put up their hand and say, I don't understand. And I think in a, a room like this invokes and invites those conversations more naturally. And it's just kind of a lens of showing kind of how we think about this business and how we're trying to be a little bit different and really do that by thinking about what is the client feeling going through and can we enhance that experience? Now, I'm curious uh, about the name. Where does that come from? What does it mean? So Camber is a, it's a mathematical angle that's used in automotive design, sailboats, skis and snowboards, and it increases performance and efficiency. And I think when it comes to automotive design, it's specifically interesting. The camber is the, the tilt of the wheels. And that used to be done by a, a, a touch and feel of a real car person, their intuitive touch. Well, what they found is with computers, they can dial that into a much greater degree and really increase that vehicle's efficiency and performance. So that is a lot of analogies to our story, which is what we're trying to do. A lot of the investment industry is about intuition and gut and feel. And we're saying, you know, in an age of data, when it comes to your life savings, maybe we should be, you know, harnessing the power of data and bringing what's being used in the biggest, most successful companies in the world and bringing that to your own personal financial situation and hopefully applying that camber angle, uh, which again is in, in increasing the efficiency and performance of the overall portfolios and the investment strategy that we put in place for clients. Okay, since the uh, the inception, uh, how have you found business? Obviously, you know, uh, you know, one year uh, you started one year before everything went uh, crazy in the world. Uh, so, how has that business been in that uh, year time for you? 
Yeah, definitely none of the uh, tailwinds that we were hoping for from a macro perspective have shown up, uh, but that's okay. It only makes you stronger. And I feel like every, you know, every business owner that you talk to when they talk about their launch, that first year always goes terribly. And uh, I feel like everything that could have gone wrong for us did. But at the end of the day, we just had a commitment that this is our our life's work. This is what we want to do. And you can kind of sulk and give up and go back, or you can just make it happen. And we've been able to make it happen. Our clients have been unbelievable. And we've been gaining a lot of traction within the market as people still like an entrepreneurial story in Calgary. And so that spirit has been able to you know, get us through what is a very challenging time within you know, downtown Calgary and, and now the world with, with COVID. Now, as you talk to uh, to your clients uh, out there, like what's the sense of, of the mood that you get from people uh, when it comes to you know their their present uh, finances and their and more importantly uh, what they're thinking about for the future? Well, it's really a it's an age of change, and I think for a lot in a lot of ways, COVID has provided this great reset for people to think about what's really important. Maybe I can work a little bit more from home. They always said it wasn't possible, but maybe it is. What does that look like? I actually don't like my job. I actually don't want to do this. I don't you know, like this house, whatever. It seems to be conjuring up a bunch of questions. And that is kind of where we can provide the most value in a lot of ways, because we provide these interactive dashboards that allow people to model out their decisions and see them within a full context of their financial life and really put some data behind those big questions, play it out, and let's see, and maybe we can make a change. And we're finding a lot of people are looking to make a change at this time in the city. Are you, uh, uh, you know, when you get uh, uh, chatting with these uh, people, uh, are you uh, getting the sense that they're increasingly uh, more worried about where they're going to be in 5, 10, 15, whatever years from now? Uh, very much so. I mean, it's there's different pockets within our client base and the people that we help and build these financial dashboards for. But you definitely do see, you know, the full range of the spectrum. We have quite a few clients um, that are, you know, 35 to 45 starting businesses and having tremendous success even in, within this environment and able to take advantage of the tremendous amount of high quality talent that's floating around right now, taking advantage of the fact that, you know, people are still willing to back entrepreneurs in this city and, you know, rent is low for office space. So all of those things do help kind of make these businesses go around. We have seen some big successes there. Uh, for some traditional oil and gas clients, definitely starting to see some behavioral changes. You know, the old Oil and gas, or the old Calgary portfolio was diversified by having oil and gas in the portfolio, and now people are starting to see the merits of having a bit more of a disciplined um, and diversified strategy. What's your vision for the company, uh, Rob? I really view Camber as a, a, you know, a health tech company in a lot of ways. Um, we could be grouped into a fintech company or just a traditional wealth management company, but the health tech is what really excites me, and I think that, you know, these companies like. Um, Strava and Fitbit and Apple Watch and Whoop are tremendously interesting because they've gamified these kind of simple behaviors to good health. I mean, if you think about a, a Whoop wristband, it's helping you, you know, eat properly, don't overeat, don't drink too much, get eight hours of sleep every night and do a bit of exercise. I mean, it's a very simple recipe to good long-term health. 
But the only way to get to that result is by compounding that behavior day after day after day. And they've broken up this big goal of being healthy into these little tiny manageable bites and then use kind of video game uh, gamification elements in order to reward the person to feel good about it, to stay on track and allow that compounding behavior to um, you know, take place. And so we're totally inspired by that because we think the simple recipe to financial health is kind of, you know, keep your costs low, don't do anything too complicated, uh, stay diversified, stay in the market, stay away from things that can hurt you. But you need to find a way to make those boring themes uh, interesting and fun so that people stick to it. And so we would really like to see ourselves, you know, take some of that and implement that into the work that we do and helping Canadian investors. Okay. Are you from Calgary? Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Oh, wow. Rider fan. Boy. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, what made you uh, start a business in Calgary and, 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 and why Calgary? Calgary for me was always on the radar because I had a, an uncle who's a, a mentor of mine. And whenever I was around my uncle Rob, you know, great things were happening. And I just wanted a piece of that energy He's one of these magical people in the world. And so I asked him getting out of university or going into university, you know, what, what should I do? What should my path be? And he put me on the path to get into the investment business and to uh, come to Calgary and help me along the way. So it was really a no brainer for me to come come to Calgary in 2008 and I've loved it ever since. What do you think the advantages are of, uh, of having a business or, or starting up a business in this city? Again, it's really that entrepreneurial spirit in, in the uh, in the Calgary, I think the city of Calgary put out an article about this old Lindsay Manor, Dead Man's Castle, it's called in Elbow Park. And it's this you know, it was this beautiful house that was supposed to be. And it was uh, in 1913, a physician who made a very successful, you know, physician practice, then went into the gold rush, made a bunch of money, then became a speculator, made a ton of money, was going to build this big, beautiful house overlooking the Elbow River. And of course, because of concentration and leverage, he got the timing wrong and he gave back all the mass fortune that he made. And, and it never got built past these two big kind of gaunt statues that were the entrance of the house. And so, I mean, Calgary still has, that's 1913. That same mentality is here today, concentration and leverage. When I came to Calgary in 2008, concentration and leverage was working so well for people and they had amassed these huge fortunes. In 2009, it started going against them. Today, it's going against them again, but they still have that mentality and that energy and that optimism to start a business, be successful, getting help, and being able to do it at a young age, I mean, there's no other city in Canada that provides that. Yeah, exactly. What do you have, What do you like about being an entrepreneur? Uh, what are the some of the key things that uh, keep you going? Working more and making less. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> you know, it building something is very, very special. Uh, I had a great career at my last firm. They treated me very well. And, you know, I was kind of set, but that doesn't bring a lot of fulfillment. It, it's the kind of journey and trying to challenge things and make a difference and build out the things that you're really passionate about. And getting out on your own where you're not put into a box is an amazing feeling. And I think amazing things can be built by doing that. And we're in an age of innovation and we're in an age when you can start these companies for much cheaper than ever before. And so when you have an opportunity to 
you know, be able to work for yourself and build something that you're truly authentically passionate about. Why, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. You know, along your journey uh, in, in professional life, is there anybody or any uh, place or thing that you can recall where you received the best piece of advice for being an entrepreneur? I don't know if this is good advice, but uh, it's something that I live by and like, but I, I still like the art of the handshake deal. I try not to paper things up too, too much. And definitely that's gone against me in the past. But I think having that view of the world that people are going to treat you fairly and that if it doesn't work out, you can come to a reasonable conclusion. It's just a nicer way to live. And there's a lot of advice around there about getting everything perfect and figuring out all these out clauses and papering it up. And I, I just almost think that's you know, setting yourself up for failure. So not to recommend this to other entrepreneurs to go at this style, but I kind of like the cowboy style of a handshake deal, trying to figure it out. Cause there's so many unknowns when you're starting a business, which direction is it going to go and who's going to be valuable and who's not, and who's going to come for the ride and who's not. I just don't know how you can kind of paper it up perfectly. And I rather just view the world as a place where you can trust people and where, you know, everything will work out. And for the most part, I think that's true. So do you think there's uh, some special qualities or, or personality that lead to success uh, on the entrepreneurial side of things? Like, what do you need uh, to be an entrepreneur? I think it's it's all shapes and sizes from what I can see. At Canberra, we're very fortunate to work with a lot of entrepreneurs as clients. And, you know, we really see the full gambit. But it is an, optimist, an optimistic lens of the world and uh, an ability to see the positives and not just the negatives, as well as just being able to get things done. I think when you run these businesses, you just have to not be afraid to be the IT guy one day and the janitor the next day and the, you know, the lawyer the next day, you kind of got to do it all. Yeah. Now, you know, you alluded to the, to the amount of time it takes and uh, any, any entrepreneur will tell you that, right? Uh, you, you know, you put your heart and soul into your business and, uh, and that usually takes time and a lot of it during the day. How do you strike a balance, I guess, uh, you know, the, in terms of work and life by being an entrepreneur? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure I'm going to have a very good answer for you. Uh, you know, I think it's an interesting time when I look at younger entrepreneurs and I just have the most experience, I guess, with them. There, there's just such uh, less of a divide between the personal and the business. A lot of my clients are close friends of mine. A lot of the uh, work that I do is, you know, totally aligned with my own personal interests. So to split those two apart is, is quite hard to see. Uh, in these first, you know, we're only kind of 20 months old. There isn't a lot of time for anything else. Uh, my wife and I had a, a baby in March. And so that is uh, my recharge and where I put all my extra energy um, coming home from the office. But there isn't too much extra time outside of that these days. What, what kind of interests do you have uh, outside of work? Well, I'm a big... I'm a big reader, um, again, kind of student of the industry, uh, but I think there's a lot to be learned about the industry through looking at other fields, history, even fiction. So I, I, I do like to read. And then, uh, you know, the best way to kind of recharge for me is getting a bit of exercise. So love to be in the gym, love to play tennis, uh, love to go skiing. Okay, super. Now, I just wanted to come back to the financial stuff for a second. Uh, you know, one of the things that I noticed uh, recently uh, was the uh, fact that there's a report on the financial literacy of people out there, and it was quite low. Do you think uh, that people need, and especially now, even more so than at any other time, 
to, to really have a handle and understanding about finances and money in these times? Uh, definitely. I mean, the other part of that report is that the confidence around their financial knowledge ranks quite high. Uh, you know, 80% of people think they're good drivers. Well, mathematically, that's impossible. So it's the same thing with finance. And it can be very, very costly to be um, overconfident and with a misunderstanding of how markets work. And I do think that's a real problem. Uh, I know you were, you know, a, a sports writer for many years. And, yeah. you know, the baseball player that I think um, draws the most parallels to Camber is, is Ted Williams, one of the greatest hitters of all time. He had a batting average of, you know, 400. That means 60% of the time he didn't hit the ball. So, you know, as a person who doesn't know baseball, you could go and see Ted Williams, the greatest hitter of all time. You could see him, you know, play a full game and never touch the ball. And that then would lead to information to that person that maybe Ted Williams, you know, ah, he's not the guy I thought he was. Investing is so much like that. You know, the best investment behaviors that we can prove over, you know, 120 years of data only work 60% of the time on a one-year rolling basis. So investing can feel wrong a lot, even though you're making the best decisions at the time that you made that decision, because the future is uncertain and there's so much randomness and complexity within what plays out in financial markets and investment decisions. And that leads just a lot of false positives and a lot of false negatives around investing. They have, people have this you know, sample size of one, it happened to me, and they don't see that that's not a very probabilistic way to view markets and investing. And so training that is very, very difficult, but very, very important in an age where, you know, people used to have pensions and that money was professionally managed. Well, now you don't get a pension. You're given the money and you're told, well, go figure it out on your own while raising a family, while, you know, trying to, you know, do your job well, while trying to strike off a few hobbies and, you know, stay personally healthy. You just can't do it all. And so we really need to raise the financial literacy in Canada, but not totally put the onus just on the individual to you know, stack another thing on their plate. When this is a very, very uh, complex um, subject in order to understand and operate inefficiently. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, super. Uh, Rob, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to do this. It has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay, that has been Rob Townsend, who is founder and CEO of Camber, a fintech and wealth management company in Calgary. This has been Calgary's podcast on Canada's podcast network. I'm your host, Mario Taniguzzi. Thanks for joining us today.